Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Hello, fellow citizens. This is Michael Savage. A link has been discovered between a trace element and the outcome of COVID-19. Welcome to The Savage Nation. There are so many things that are emerging. Some you know, some you don't know. You're jaded, you're dying to get back to work. We actually see that the Democrat Party is the Communist Party USA, as I've been telling you for years. Oh, they may smile at you. They may speak in quiet words. They may look like your neighbor. But make no mistake about it, the Democrat Party today, as evidenced by what they are doing to entire states, is the Communist Party USA. There's no distinction. So what am I saying? Everyone should go back to work? All the schools should be reopened? Not at all. No, lock down New York City. Lock down the cesspools of New York City. Put the homeless where they belong, not in luxury hotels. Yes, indeed, there are things that should be done that make sense. But when you have Governor Cuomo, who has never enjoyed such popularity, because of his phony meatball and spaghetti talk. Now he wants to date women. Everything is a joke to him. But is it a joke to tell kids you're not going to go back to school? I could see doing it in crowded areas of New York City. But why are they punishing everyone in upstate New York? And by the way, in California, the same thing holds true. There are counties in California which have zero or no cases of this who, who uh, Wuhan virus. Why are they being treated the same as homeless shelters in San Francisco or in Oakland or in L.A.? Because one size fits all in communism. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Now, as I speak to you today, fellow citizens, there are multiple rallies going on in the state of California, including one live one up in Sacramento uh, being run by an old friend of mine from KSFO, Melanie Morgan and other people. I hear there are thousands of people up there and there are buses up there. We may hear from them shortly. But at first, I want to tell you about an important story, an important story, which is the outcome of the disease from this Wuhan virus, if you get it. There are various things you can do to change the course of the, uh, of the uh, viral attack. You've heard of some of them, vitamin C, I've told you about it. You all know about that. You're all experts now on vitamin C, although you don't know how much to take, and you don't know what we mean by taking vitamin C. And you don't know whether your pill has any vitamin C in it. But, okay, vitamin C, zinc. But you don't know about what I'm about to tell you. So I get an email last night from a friend in the media who says this is for Savage. Link identified between dietary selenium and outcome of COVID-19 disease published April 30th, 2020. It's a legitimate international team of researchers uh, done, uh, led by Professor Margaret Raymond at the University of Surrey, and they found the difference in the cure rates and regional selenium status in China. Now, right away when you hear the word China, you say it's a phony study, but it isn't because they investigated possible links between selenium levels in the body and cure or death rates of those with COVID-19 virus in China. China has nothing to gain or lose by this study, incidentally, nothing whatsoever. They're not peddling a vaccine because before the show is over, I will give you a list of foods that are rich in selenium because I wrote about this many years ago. So I get this this um, email last night and I said, of course, I know about selenium. I said to myself, because I wrote about it in 1983 in my book, The Skeptical Nutritionist. Why? Because it was well known that selenium stimulated the immune system. We all knew that. Apparently, it's been forgotten by medicine. But apparently, selenium 
which is an essential trace element. It is not a mineral, not a vitamin, essential trace element. It affects the severity of many viral diseases in animals and humans. For example, we knew back in the days of HIV, we knew that HIV has been shown to be an important factor, factor in the progression of the virus to AIDS and death from the condition. And there are populations in China that have both the lowest and highest selenium status in the world, meaning owing to geographical differences in the soil where selenium is found and the crops that are grown, that affects how much of the trace element gets into the food chain. So in China, they had the lowest and highest selenium status areas to study. And they did study it. And they looked into it. And they examined data from provinces and municipalities with more than 200 cases of the disease and cities with more than 40 cases. And they found that areas with high levels of selenium, high levels, high levels, were more likely to recover from the virus. Okay, now watch out here, because something you should know, high levels of selenium can be toxic. There's a very fine and thin line between adequate, high, and toxic in selenium. I know a lot about this because I remember in the 80s, I was a clinical nutritionist. And when selenium came up, people overdosed on it, and things happened to them. So I see the study, link between dietary selenium and outcome of COVID-19 disease, And I remember something. I remember a quote. And here's the quote. At Ainos, the horse's hooves fell off. Came right back to me. Memory is flawless. At Ainos, A-I-N-O-S, the horse's hooves fell off. That was written in Marco Polo's journals. At Ainos, the horse's hooves fell off. They didn't know why the horse's hooves fell off when they stopped their march and they came to this region of Greece and they put the horses out to eat the grass. The horse's hooves fell off. No one knew why. Well, centuries later, someone went there and studied the soil in Ainos, Greece. And they found out that the soil in Ainos, Greece was very, very high in selenium. And that, my friends, is what you need to understand. There's an optimal amount, a low amount, and a too much amount, right? So it's a very important finding, a significant link between selenium status and COVID-19 cure rate. You have to understand how to get the selenium. It's a very compelling finding. And you can get your selenium from foods. That's important to remember because too much selenium, what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, fellow citizens of the Savage Nation? Your hooves won't fall out unless you're a Democrat. You're a Democrat, your hooves will fall out. But if you're a normal fellow citizen, your hooves won't fall out with too much selenium. Your hair will fall out. Your nails will loosen and fall out. And I knew this as a clinical nutritionist because people were ODing on too much selenium and the hair was falling out, right? So where do you get your selenium from? Well, stay tuned. I've got to bait you a little bit more and I'll give you the uh, food sources that you can get your selenium from. Uh, Relies on it to uh, fight infection. And it depends, by the way, the amount of selenium found in foods depends upon, again, the amount of selenium in the soil where the food was grown, right? Rain, evaporation, pesticides, and pH levels all affect selenium levels in soil. And that makes selenium deficiency common in certain parts of the world, incidentally. Well, how much selenium do you need? Where are you going to get it from in foods? I'll tell you that a little later on the Savage Nation. At Ainos, the horse's hooves fell off. Marco Polo, Greece. I remember writing that in... Uh, my book, The Skeptical Nutritionist, in 1983. What else is in the news? Well, California has released a detailed list of outdoor activities that are permitted. That's right. Now, how the bureaucrats figured out what is permitted and what isn't, I really don't understand. You can play badminton by yourself, but not with someone else. How do you do that? Jim, how do you play badminton by yourself? You can throw a baseball or softball, but not not with someone else. You can go on a BMX bike. You can canoe alone. You can crab alone. You can cycle. You can explore rock pools. I'm not making any of this up. This is what the bureaucrats in Sacramento came up with, these dimwits, these morons sitting up there working for the governor. Nancy figured out that you can garden, but not in groups. You can golf alone, but you can't have a cart. Now, why can't you have a cart? 
Tell me why you can't have a cart, but you can golf. Which moron in Sacramento figured that out? Will the moron in Sacramento figure that out? Please call the Savage Nation. Why do you permit golfing but no carts? Can you explain that? You can ride a horse, single. You can jog and run according to the fascists that run the state. You can kiteboard and kite surf. You can meditate if you live in Mill Valley. You can practice outdoor photography. I don't know about indoor photography, but it says outdoor photography is allowed, Jim. Does that mean indoor photography? You need a permit? You can have a picnic, according to the nitwits who run the state of California, with your stay-at-home household members only. Now, how are they going to know if the person at the table with you is your stay-at-home household member? You can rock climb. You can roller skate. You can rollerblade. You can row by yourself, not with two people. You can scooter, but not in groups. (laughs) You can skateboard, but not in groups. You can practice soft martial arts but not not hard martial arts. Now, you understand how these morons figured this out? What they've tried to do is deball the state of California. So you can't practice karate, but you can practice martial arts like Tai Chi. You hear this? Soft martial arts are allowed, but hard martial arts aren't, according to the morons in the state of California. Table tennis singles. That means what? You bounce a ping pong ball against the wall? You can, th- I'm not, now listen to this. I cannot tell you, I'm not making this up. You can throw and catch an American mini football. American mini football. That's what Nancy in Sacramento told, told Gloria in Sacramento, some two morons probably from the University of California system who studied uh, the public health or manual. You can throw and catch an American mini football, a Frisbee, but not a real football. Trail running allowed, trampolining allowed, tree climbing is allowed. Isn't that? That's sweet. Make sure you have long fingernails for that. Volleyball singles. It says you can walk the dog. The fascisti say you can walk the dog, wash the car. Well, I'm not going to make the right. Listen to the last two that you're allowed to do in California. You're allowed, according to the edict of the communists who run the state, to watch the sunrise or sunset. What if you want to sit on a cliff and watch the ocean? Not permitted. But you're allowed to watch the sunrise or sunset. Probably you're going to have a permit in the near future that you have to pay for. And of course, for those who live in Mill Valley and Berkeley, you can practice yoga because it's in Middle Eastern or Far Eastern, uh, some sort of quasi-religion. So there's your release of detailed list of outdoor activities allowed during the shutdown uh, in the state of California. And all of these activities are allowed uh, according to the fascisti, as long as they are done only with members of your household and if you maintain a distance of six feet from others. Okay. Well, that's the opening to the Savage Nation, but not the close. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion, but searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls until now. Thanks to the zebra.com. The zebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare quotes side by side from over 100 providers and choose the best one for you in 90 seconds or less. So pay attention. They will never sell your information to the spammers, so you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few questions in a simple, fast form, and Zebra finds you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra Kayak for auto insurance. The best part is that it's completely free. You can save up to $670 a year using the Zebra.com. Whatever your economic situation, the Zebra is committed to helping you save. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Why don't you check it out? Start saving at the Zebra.com slash savage. Check it out. See what you save. Go to the Zebra.com slash savage. It's spelled T-H-E. Z-E-B-R-A, thezebra.com, slash savage. Check it out, thezebra.com, slash savage. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. 
Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Oh, they've lit in the fire, all right. They've lit in the fire of the American Revolution, too. You think this is going to end peacefully? I don't. Let me tell you something. What we're seeing is about 30% of the population who've had enough of this and are out in the streets. About 30%. It's one out of three Americans. The other two-thirds don't count. They're either welfare recipients or cowards, or they work for the Democrats, or they are Democrats, and they'll go along. But I want to remind you of something. The American Revolution was not popular. It was only one-third of the American colonists who wanted to fight the British. It was only one-third. It was never a plurality. It was never a majority. Two-thirds of the Americans would rather be serfs of the British at the time. But it was one-third of Americans who were patriots, the same people you see who are in Sacramento right now, who are outside the doors of uh, the Michigan State House with blood in their eyes. I'm telling you what's going to happen if they keep this up. They cannot lock down the entire nation. Who are they anyway, by the way? Who are these people? Why do you have such faith in in so few people? This is not the way America runs. You don't put your faith in man. So, look, Huntington Beach voted to challenge Newsom's order closing the beaches. They stood up to him. Huntington Beach is a conservative district. That is true. That is very good. But it's only a small community. Now, why did Newsom close the beaches and the trails? To be mean, to be punitive. Because his own scientists and scientists outside the country do not support California beach and park closures. In fact, they say that the individual outdoor environments are the most important for people to be in to fight the virus. Did you hear this? Another study in Japan found that one, a person is 18 times more likely to contract the virus indoors as opposed to outdoors. Will someone send that to the governor's who are imprisoning the states. Can you send that study to Meatball, the Meatball in Albany? Can someone send it to the Meatball in Albany who's looking for a date? Maybe he can have a date with America. Maybe Governor Cuomo can have a a date with Liberty. Maybe Governor Cuomo can have a date with the Constitution instead of a date with his own image in the mirror. One, a person is 18 times more likely to contract the virus indoors as opposed to outdoors. 855-400-7282 is the phone number. And what about the Great Depression that could arise as a result of this? They've already spent $6 trillion. They, who's they? You. They've they pumped $6.7 trillion, and the taxpayers do not know who got the money. The feds have pumped $6.7 trillion. Taxpayers have no way of knowing who got the money. And public companies that were not supposed to get the money, got $1 billion meant for you, the little, the little person, owning a small business. A billion dollars of the money made for you, put out for you, was stolen by public companies. Now, you could argue, well, public companies employ people too. That's a distant argument, by the way. It doesn't hold true to me because without small businesses, this is no longer America. America is fundamentally a nation comprised of small ma and pa businesses. And when that dries up and that dies, America will die with it. It's said that there'll be a $30 trillion debt by autumn. Where are all the loudmouth fake conservatives out there who used to talk about fiscal conservatism? Where are they? They've gone up in smoke. Where are they? Where are the conservatives who used to care about fiscal conservatism? They certainly aren't in the White House. Michael Savage, a host like no other. What a time that was in America. could never happen again. It could never happen again. All the hippies in that era are now broken conformists, living in Marin County, Los Angeles, suburbs of uh, Denver. 
They're all diehard communist conformists, every last one of them. Well, not every last one of them. To a high percentile of the ex-hippies are now diehard communist conformists. So we're looking at what's going on in the country, and it's, it's, it's bleak. I know you don't want to hear it, fellow Americans. Fellow citizens, I know you want to hear everything will go back to normal. But I'd be lying to you, fellow citizens, if I, thought that, if I told you that were the case, because I don't believe it is. We have an economic crisis with 30 million unemployed in six weeks. Six weeks. And because of the morons, the morons who shut down the states, we have 30 million unemployed. Businesses will never come back. Still rising. Death toll going up. So let's look at the Spanish flu of 1918. Okay. Infected 500 million people in the world. That was a third of the planet's population. Killed 20 million to 50 million victims, including 675,000 Americans. So if you were to compare the population of America then and America now, that number would be the equivalent of 2 million deaths today. But we don't have 2 million deaths today, thank God. Thank God it's nowhere near that. And yet, even though the Spanish flu was far more devastating, it did not, they did not shut America down because we had an America then. Right now, we have a quasi-communist America. And so as the Spanish flu hit the country in 1918, an army was raised. Four million men were raised. Two million were sent to France. Two million were sent to France to fight General Ludendorff's army in World War I. And that's what won World War I. And then our men came home into New York Harbor. Fresh home from Europe's battlefields, filled with flu, and they spread the flu throughout America. But they didn't close the nation down. They did not close the nation down. And what happened was uh, the Great Depression soon followed thereafter. For whatever the reasons were, there was a, a current, there was a Great Depression. Now you could say our current slowdown is not a crash. Well, how long can they keep pumping money into the bond markets and into the, into the stock market, into the things like that to keep it going? How long can the Fed keep doing that? You know, eventually you have to pay the piper for this. And so uh, stock market crashed in October 29. And it lasted until what? This is very important because I'm telling you what's coming. There's war coming. Let me just cut to the chase. They're planning a war, as sure as I'm sitting here. That's how I see it. Say, who's they? I don't care who you blame it on. I've been trying to stop the war fever, but I'm only one man, one voice, one show. I'm not going to stop what's going to happen. There's only one way to save an administration in a case like this, and that's war. I know it's ugly to say a thing like that, but if you look at history, that's what every administration has done in the past. So the depression from the stock market lasts until World War II. Unemployment during the 1930s was between 14 and 17 percent of the popula- of the working men at the work of the working people. When this the depression was at its uh, worst, the stock market had lost 90 percent of its value. Gross domestic product had fallen by 50 percent. So what happened? Along comes a socialist, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who is the hero of the Democrat Party. And what he does is he creates a state socialism. And he gets reelected and elected and elected. From 1930 through 1946, Democrats controlled both houses of Congress every year. And they reelected FDR four times. He had a 46 state landslide in 1936 only Maine and Vermont imagine Maine and Vermont today are totally left wing the economic situation we're in today to fight the pandemic may have effects that are equal if not worse to then it could be that the Republicans will never hold a seat again a seat again in your lifetime we'd like them to but if you look at the cities of America the cities controlled by madmen like Governor uh, Cuomo, 
largely immigrant. They are easily manipulated. They all want a handout. If they can't get a job, they want a handout. They'd rather have a handout than a job anyway. And that's the handout that he's going to give them. Is the hand, the hand that they have out will be fed by the government. So where's the money going to come from? Well, you'll say, I'm not worried about it because it'll come from the rich. Well, the rich today will be the poor of tomorrow. And tomorrow, it will be the middle class. At first, they'll say, we're only going to attach the wealthy. With, now, what's the wealthy? They'll say, anyone with uh, more than a million dollars in assets is the rich. And we're taking X percent from them to save America. Say, so, all right, well, I could go along with that. Well, what happens when they run out of that money to feed the masses, to keep the masses going? They'll lower the uh, million dollars to uh, anyone with more than $100,000 in assets. That includes your house. The government will tax. And what happens when they run out of that money? Well, they may say, well, now wait a minute now. Mr. and Mrs. Jonas, you live in a three-bedroom, two-bath house in Long- on Long Island. And you have no children at home. Is that correct? This is a little 17, 18-year-old Peace Corps-type girl comes around with a big smile button. And she asks you, how many people are living in your house? And she said, well, we're both here. We paid for the house. We worked for for 30 years. How many bedrooms do you have, Mr. and Mrs. Jonas? Well, we have three bedrooms. And do you sleep in all three bedrooms? No, uh, we sleep in one bedroom, and the other two are the children's, but they left a long time ago, I see. And the young little Peace Corps girl checks a form. And within a few days, at your front door, there arrives a van. And in the van, there are some people from another country or some bums with their belongings who are moved into your house. You say, oh, come on, it can't happen here. Well, if you don't know history, you're going to repeat it. See, those who do not know the history are condemned to repeat it. How many of you have read Boris Pasternak's novel, Dr. Zhivago? Probably none of you. Maybe one out of a million. How many of you have seen the movie, Dr. Zhivago? Probably more than one out of a million. You've seen the Dr. Zhivago movie with Julie Christie and Omar Sharif. That's exactly what the communists did in Russia after the, after the uh, Red Revolution. They didn't just take assets. They moved masses of the poor into the houses that were emptied but worse than that they then went to the next step they moved the owner of the house into the basement and they put the unwashed masses into the bedrooms to punish them this is exactly what happened in communist china on the Mao Zedong and if you think it can happen here that's because you don't know your history that's because you were a hippie at one point and you thought that everything was peace and love while you were smoking your dope and ripping off your neighbor's dope and trying to sleep with his girlfriend, the country was being sucked right out from underneath your face. And here we are. You say, it can't happen here. It's an alarmist. It's just a right-wing guy. Well, you're wrong, and I'm right, because I know more about these things than you do. I've been studying them for many, many, many decades. Well, many decades. Let's put it that way. And I can see the course of human events emerging right in front of my eyes. What was already happening in America on a slow scale has now escalated to a very fast scale. And so you see the madmen of New York, California, enacting outright communist tactics with a smiley button. All I got to do is smile at you. One of the governors is now celebrating Earth Day today. Uh, Excuse me. What's the name of the day? What's today called? May Day, which is a communist holiday. Now, why would the governor of the state of California celebrate a communist holiday called May Day? Why? Tell me why he would do a thing like that. Who would even tell him to celebrate a communist holiday while real patriots are demanding relief and the ability to go back to work? They're all over the state demanding, let my people go. Meanwhile, in New York, the fascist Democrat mayor sent his bully pig police to attack Jews, religious Jews. Bully pig pig police in New York City were sent to arrest religious Jews at a funeral while gangbangers were allowed to congregate in basements all over the city and smoke dope and do whatever they wanted because the Jews are, to them, no threat. This is what, this is what fascism looks like. This is the face of fascism. Does it have to wear a swastika on its arm for you to actually see what is going on? No, not in America. I told you, when fascism has arrived, only it was wearing a smiley button, not a swastika. 
and you could take that one to the bank. So what do we, the average person, do, fellow citizens? What do we do in times like this? I'll give you an adage that I have used for my entire life that I've taught my children. It doesn't contain any specific advice. It's a philosophical advice. Can you hear the plane overhead? Is that coming through the microphone, through my studio? Do you know that the Air National... You know that the Air National Guard has been scrambling for 24 hours over the San Francisco Bay Area? I, I mean, I live next to the water. I've seen this before. Something's going on. Something is going on. The Air National Guard is scrambling. And the Air National Guard is scrambling for a reason. That's because our incredible military has something. Something is going on. Something is going on. We're already at war with a nation called China. Uh, no matter how you try to tamp it down, they're at war with us economically. We've known that for a long time. And thanks to the communists under Bill Clinton, they transported like, you know, like worker ants. They took almost all our factories out of the middle uh, Midwest and they moved them to China. All the small manufacturing was sold lock, stock and barrel to China. Remember when it went on? Remember a man named Bernie Schwartz? Does the name ring a bell? Bernie, are you listening? I mentioned your name before, Bernie. Bernie, if there was a people tribunal, Bernie, Bernie Schwartz was a small-time operator in New York. He owned a parking meter company in the Bronx. But he got political, Bernie did. And uh, he got into the Democrat Party machine, Bernie. And before long, he had a wonderful space and technology company called Loral Space and Technology. And very cleverly, with the help of Bill Clinton and the Democrats, he was launching rockets with satellites into space, federal money, all federal money, almost no private money. And he built this huge company that could launch satellites while China couldn't launch satellites, weather satellites and things like that. The Chinese would try to launch them on their rockets and the rockets would crash on the pads. But Bernie Schwartz, through Loral Space and Technology and American Ingenuity, was able to launch these rockets into space and successfully put these weather satellites into orbit. And he told us that he was going to do a deal with China. Many people said, no, don't let him do it. I was one of them. I was on the radio. Don't do it. Don't let him do it. Don't let Clinton get away with it. Don't let that rapist get away with it. He's going to rape America, we said. Clinton's going to rape America with that hokey sm smile of his. Him and the missus were going to rape America. And they transferred the technology that Loral had to the People's Republic of China, who said they would not use it for anything but peaceful purposes when they knew they were lying through their teeth because they always lie through their teeth. It's inherent in their culture. It's inherent in their political system to lie to foreigners. And so the lying Chinese communist government took Bernie Schwartz's technology, built with American ingenuity and American federal money, and they didn't launch weather satellites. They started to launch military satellites. And then, lo and behold, we saw the Long Dong missile. And we woke up to the big smiley face on Bill Clinton's face. And there we were. And that's the story. And by the way, none of them paid a price for this deceit or this treason. So what does it have to do with the virus? I don't know. Maybe something, maybe nothing. Do I believe it was purposely released? No, I've said no. And I told you the reasons why I think no. I think it was an accidental release from a lab. But it's irrelevant how it happened. We know it came from China. We know it came from Wuhan. We know that they've got spokespeople inside the NIH. We know that Anthony Slouchy, and gave that very lab uh, about $8 million in research money. And so far, Slouchy has not been called before a committee. How does Slouchy get away with this? Why is Slouchy not investigated for his ties to the Wuhan laboratory? Can you explain that to me? Can you explain to me how Slouchy gets away with that? And that he hires a PR company that says he's the sexiest man in America? That creep is the sexiest man in America? That weasel is... How do they come up with these things? Who comes up with this? Or oh, Governor Cuomo. They tell us the most popular this. You think a PR agency wasn't putting that in your head to think? Anyway, you see how this all works? It's all a conspiracy of lies because there's a conspiracy of dunces in the citizenry. Now, one last point before my monologue ends, and I know you want to hear more, and you will shortly, hopefully. I only have 10 seconds to say to you that Bernard Schwartz, who I told you about, was found not guilty of any wrongdoing during a Justice Department investigation in 2000 under Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton.
the Westwood One Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Well, here we are, look, in hour one, I told you a link has been found between dietary selenium and the outcome of COVID-19 disease. You learned that Huntington Beach stood up to Governor Newsom. You learn that scientists do not support California park and beach closures. And uh, I've yet to give you the 20 foods rich in selenium, but I've given you the list of the outdoor activities that are allowed under Governor Newsom. You can play badminton. I gave you the whole list. And if you m- missed it, I'm not going to read it again. It, it'll be on my podcast about an hour after the second hour ends. Just know that you're allowed to um, practice soft martial arts but not hard martial arts. That's what one of the ninny women up in Sacramento figured out. You can practice Tai Chi, but not Kung Fu. So in other words, to demasculinize society wasn't good enough for Nancy up in Sacramento. Now she wants to destroy a martial art that's a little too masculine. You can throw and catch an American mini football. I'm reading from the list. I swear to God, you're allowed to throw and catch an American mini football, a Frisbee, but not a regular football. You can walk the dog, wash the car. You can watch the sunrise or sunset. There's no known uh, law on whether you can sit and just look at the ocean. Perhaps if you are not watching the sunrise or sunset, you can get arrested for staring at the ocean. And, of course, you can practice the feminist and feminine uh, art of yoga, if you'd like. That, that's permissible to Nancy, the Nancys of uh, Sacramento. You can garden, not in groups. You can cycle. You can crab. You can horseback ride, jog, meditate. You can do outdoor photography. I don't know about. I don't know if you can do indoor photography. It may not be allowed. One of the communists may have to give you a permit. Crazy, just crazy that we're living like this and no one says a word. Remember, it was only one third of Americans who stood up to the British and decided to um, have a revolution. It was only one out of three who ever, at ever any point, it's only been thirty percent of the population that stands up to tyranny. Meanwhile, in California, the governor has ordered the release of seven high-level sex offenders, but he criminalized beach attendants. You can see the pictures of the dolls he released on michaelsavage.com. The people you would not want as next-door neighbors. They're now roaming the streets. Uh, let's see. De Blasio unleashes cops on religious Jews at funeral because he's a, he knows the Jews won't fight back. They're religious. They're pacifists. Uh, meanwhile, gangbangers in other regions of the city are able to do what they want in basements. No COVID-19 spike from Wisconsin's in-person voting. Of course not. But they're going to call for uh, ballots by mail in order to to cheat the vote again. But, you know, I don't care whether they cheat on the vote or not. I think there's going to be, unfortunately, an avalanche, as there was uh, after the uh, Spanish flu. And the Spanish flu in 1918-19 gave us the Great Depression, and then it was Democrats for like 40 years or so. And you say, well, I I have hope. Do I have hope? With the population as it is today, when I have seen what the corrupt Democrat Party machine has done in California by flooding California with illegal aliens, they have basically turned the state into a communist dictatorship, a one-party system with no opposing voice. They've destroyed the newspapers. There's no opposing voices in the newspapers, by and large. And it's the same in New York. It's a one-party system. Say, well, that's great. Why is it great to live like in North Korea? A bird needs two wings to fly, a left wing and a right wing. You can't have a government running by one wing. It'll fly in circles. 
And you should write that down. It's one of my best statements. A bird needs two wings to fly. A bird needs two wings to fly, a left wing and a right wing. I came up with that one many years ago, and it's really correct. It's still true. So before I go on to the news stories of the day, I've got to give you what I promised you. This is the first rule of radio, which is always deliver what you promise. And um, I promise to give you a list of foods rich in selenium. And your body needs selenium to fight infection. And foods differ in selenium content based on the soil content. So how much do you need? Well, you can look that up on your own. But be very careful with selenium. Don't go buy selenium and take too much. Your hair will fall out. Your nails are going to get loose if you take too much. That's the problem. Brazil nuts are the number one source of selenium. I don't like Brazil nuts, even though they're supposed they are they're they're very uh, they're very very rich in selenium. One ounce contains six to eight of six to eight nuts contains about five hundred and forty four mics of Brazil nuts micrograms. Okay, the very high level. By comparison, tuna contains about ninety two milligram micrograms of selenium per three ounces. And that's followed by sardines, oysters, clams, halibut, shrimp, salmon, and crab, which contain amounts between 40 and 65 mics. There are other sources, beef, turkey, chicken, cottage cheese, eggs, brown rice, sunflower seeds, baked beans, mushrooms, oatmeal, spinach, milk and yogurt, small amounts, lentils, cashews, bananas. There are small amounts of selenium, but there are selenium. Now, the thing to remember is, if you take too much selenium to pump up your immune system, you could overdo it very easily. Selenium is a very, very, very challenging nutrient. I know it going back to the 1970s. And I saw people lose hair and nails from too much. And you got to watch out with very, very careful with that stuff. And uh, again, garlic is also another source of selenium, incidentally. Very important to know. Yellowfin tuna, yellowfin tuna. Did I say elephant tuna? Yellowfin tuna. Brazil nuts. I don't like Brazil nuts. I was going to tell you why. For two reasons. One, I don't know the sourcing of Brazil nuts. I don't know how many what kind of pesticide levels there are. I trust nothing from Brazil. It looks like it's all poison to me from Brazil. It's a corrupt nation. Enormous poverty. The government's corrupt. I wouldn't eat a Brazil nut if you paid me. But all right, it's a great source of selenium. Go ahead, take your life in your hands. Where does a Brazil nut come from? Brazil, from a Brazil nut tree. How do we know how many pesticide, what pesticide levels are on in, in those nuts? We don't. They're certainly not organically grown. And so be very careful with your Brazil nuts. So where are you going to get it from? I don't know. Eat fish, enriched foods. You can get it out of cereals, pork. But they're killing pigs now. I can't even read that story. They're slaughtering baby pigs. They're slaughtering pigs by the hundreds of thousands. And wait, this is a heartbreaker. You're not going to believe this story. I guess I got to read it to you. It's supposed to be on my website, but I guess it didn't make it up there yet with the dead pigs. The farmers are not only killing the pigs because there's no market for them uh, right now. But here's the, but, the thing about the pigs that's killing me. Is the government, the moronic government that we have in the U.S. Department of Agriculture, some of the stupidest people on the planet. I worked with them years ago. Dumb bureaucrats from top to bottom. They never grew a blade, of corn, a blade of grass, but they tell farmers what to do. Our government is providing tools to kill the pigs with, but not a method of storing the meat after they're slaughtered. It is the most insane misuse of a resource I've seen or read about in my entire life. I used to study the history of China, and I read about bad management of thousands of years ago in China, where the Yellow River overflew the banks, overflooded the banks because of mismanagement of forestry. They cut the trees down, and erosion, then they had the floods and they flooded out the land, washed away the soil, all because of stupid bureaucrats in ancient China. We have stupid bureaucrats in Washington and Sacramento and Albany, and these stupid bureaucrats in the USDA are sending pork farmers the implements to kill pigs with but not the means of harvesting the animals and preserving the meat in massive freezers. Why is that? Because they're stupid. Basically, they're just dumb bureaucrats. 
They're the same idiots who told us to lock and shelter in place. They're the same morons for whom one size fits all. They're the same idiots who have told people in upstate California you're the same as people living in a homeless bum camp in San Francisco. So we're going to lock you all down. We're not going to target the bums in in San Francisco, which are epicenters, by the way, of the disease. No, we're going to tell you in upstate California, logger, whatever you are, you're going to also shelter in place because we Nancy's know better than you. We Nancy's know better than you. We're smarter than you. We're bureaucrats. So this is what happens when you have a government that's out of control on virtually all levels. Well, what would you like to say? Let's get up to Sacramento where there's a rally going on right now. Is uh, Cindy still there with us? Let's try line two. Cindy, are you up in Sacramento? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I couldn't make it in because of all the traffic. Um, this, it's insane what's going on, and now they're actually, the, co- the police won't even let you on the, according to some of my friends that are there, uh, they're blockading and sending people home. Why, why won't the police let um, citizens into Sacramento, into the uh, into the um, state capitol? They're saying that, uh, I guess according to them, um, Newsom has basically said that this is against the health ordinances that he's... Oh, oh I see. The, the First Amendment is now dead in California. Yeah, the Constitution... In other words, the right to redress grievances doesn't apply to him. Well, Antifa in Berkeley can happen, but we can't do anything. Well, this is what breeds a revolution. When you see a thing like this, people will people will snap. They can't take any more of this. I, I, All right, look, I, I, I don't want to say any more because then I'll be accused of being a rabble-rouser, and I'm the furthest thing from that. Pennsylvania, Jimmy, line five. By the way, Jimmy, before you take the, where's my Jimmy from Brooklyn? Why is he not calling anymore? Jimmy from Brooklyn, if you're listening, call the show because I know your, your cousin died of uh, covid three weeks ago. I never heard from you again. I hope he's not sick. But Jimmy in Pennsylvania, what's on your mind? Hello, Dr. Savage. Thank you for taking my call. I'd like to say one thing. Trump ran in 2016 on draining the swamp, calling out the big, fat, ugly bubble and the zero interest rate stimulus exactly for what it is. That All that crappy policy. But once elected, Trump loves government spending. He loves low interest rates. And it seems to me right now that Trump is the swamp. Well, okay, I don't know. Are you are you um, a Democrat caller? You could you you're okay if you are. I mean, I'm not a Democrat, but are you a Democrat calling? No, I'm a registered Republican. Are you a younger person? Yes, I am. I graduated college last year. So you're looking through and you're seeing what you don't like seeing. Yeah, exactly. Well. Here's the question about the Trump administration. What choice does he have other than what he is doing? I know the spending is out of control, but let's say they didn't pump money into the markets. What would have happened? The market would have collapsed totally. That is correct. I mean, but we're dealing with either bailing out the rich or we're dealing with letting the free market decide where the where the right well but you see that adage of the free market no longer applies and you know the idea of a free market running an economy is good when you have a normal economy but when you have a catastrophic situation such as we have now there are no there's no such thing as a free market if you're closing down all the businesses how can you have a free market economy you can't you, you can't so in other words all the rules that we grew up with and all of our uh, uh, homilies and all of our platitudes no longer work uh, about being a conservative or being a libertarian. None of the platitudes have any meaning anymore. Jimmy, thank you for listening and calling the Savage Nation. I need you to look at something. There's a front cover today on the New York Post, which I had to link on michaelsavage.com. You have never seen anything like this in your life. A homeless bum amongst thousands of them like rats, like human rats, took over subway cars, and the human rat rolled his rat card onto the subway car at night, and the human rat filled the entire subway car with his rat cart, with all of the garbage from the streets that he dragged in. And the human being that you tell me is equal to you or me has now turned the subway cars into rolling cesspools. And for the first time in history, the New York subway has to shut down every night to clean the filth that the human rats have brought onto the subway car. 
If you think my rhetoric rhetoric is harsh, you are a thousand percent right. Because I warned you for 25 years right now that liberalism is a mental disorder and it would destroy this nation. Was I wrong? The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. It is the Savage Nation. There's a huge protest going on in Sacramento right now against the fascistic activities of the state government. And we're going to Sacramento right now where Patty is part of it. Patty, welcome to the Savage Nation. Tell us what you see. Oh, hey, I'm here. I'm I'm one block over from the Capitol, but I'm in the traffic. So I can see, starting to see the Capitol right here. There's families, there's kids, there's just hundreds of people on the ground. There's just hundreds and hundreds of cars. And and what, the newspapers will show three people showed up and they look like Nazis with swastikas? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm seeing young families. No, no, I mean the Chronicle will put a swastika on the arm of a baby probably. Yeah. And then they'll show the father saluting Adolf Hitler. That's right. <laughs> so don't think that this is any small matter. I've been on, I've been on three blocks in almost an hour and a half. I hear the governor closed off uh, access to the Capitol so he could give a... Um, um, a salute to communism today, the May Day parade, a May Day speech. Isn't that shocking? And there is a. Uh, Why is Governor Newsom giving a May Day speech to celebrate a communist holiday when his own people are trying to redress their grievances? Can anyone explain that to me? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Michael Savage, a host like no other. The economic devastation that America is experiencing right now has not really been felt. You felt the bomb go off, and you sort of know something happened, but you really haven't seen the devastation yet. There is a delayed reaction. You need to give it three to six months to nine months to see what's going to happen. And what will happen will be a devastation similar to the Great Depression. I know you don't want to hear it. I know you want to hear a good time Charlie job about how great everything's going to be and how Trump's going to save the world. There's a, it's only one man, and you can only do so much to pump up an economy. When you close down an entire nation and you destroy every small business in the country for the amount of time that they have been decimated, and you pump $7 trillion of made-up money, fiat currency, into the Treasury, and you have 30 million people unemployed in only six weeks, you have something worse than what happened during the Spanish flu to the economy. And forget the number of deaths, whatever it's a number is, 60,000, 100,000, it's a lot of people. And all of that could be me tomorrow, don't know. Each death matters to those who die and the family around them. But if you look at the death of the economy and the effect that it's going to have uh, upon this nation, what you see is this country is liable to go to war to pull itself out of the depression. Now, it's happened before. It wouldn't be the first time an administration went to war. In 1937, unemployment was at 17%, 1937. At the bottom of the depression, the stock market had lost 90% of its value. GDP fell 50%. And it was only when the U.S. began to gear up for World War II in 1940 did America pull out of it because of the wartime production? The guns, the bullets, the bombs, the bayonets, the tanks, the planes, the ships. These were all jobs that were created in order to go to war. Which is not arguing that we shouldn't have gone to war. That's a separate discussion entirely. But it was a wartime economy that pulled the country out of depression. And that gave FDR yet another term. And so that's what we see right now. And here we go into this next phase. Let's take the next call. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb in New Jersey, line five. Welcome to the Savage Nation. 
Hello, Dr. Savage. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to thank you for being my really only history teacher over the last decade. Um, I graduated from university uh, about 10 years ago, and I never once heard Mao Zedong, Paul Pot, um, Justice, I mean, I heard of Justice... Well, Pot. the reason you never heard of Mao Zedong or Pol Pot is because they were teaching you in college. Their children were teaching you, in essence. Their, their, their mental... Te- Let us say the offspring of their theories were in the college's teaching. Yeah, and we learned all about Marx and how terrible Reagan was and how terrible Milton Friedman was, but we didn't hear anything else about it. Which college did you go to? I don't mind telling you at all. I went to Temple University, and I also had my master's degree, and I was on my way to a Ph.D. Oh, and how sad. No, that's terribly sad. What what field did you study in, Caleb? Um, I'm ashamed to tell you, but um, education. No, no, why would I be ashamed? I mean, I was a teacher originally. It's, <laughs> teaching, is, teaching is about the most noble profession there is. Well, thank you. And teachers are not appreciated sufficiently in this nation. They are the link between our children and who they will become as adults, as you just said. And they brainwashed an entire generation into becoming little mini Marxists. That's why I'm ashamed. It's not because of my own uh, aspirations or anything. I, I know I do a great job, but the whole... Well, how are you going to make a living after this? This I'm curious. How does a young guy like you, what are you going to do to make a living now? I'm worried because I have a little a boy that's only two years old, and I we have a daughter on the way in July, and I'm terrified. Oh no wait, do you hold down a job in addition to going to school? Well, right now I've temporarily taken a leave from uh, the doctor program, and I'm working from home as an educator. But I'm does a your bit- does your wife work? My wife is not because she was staying home with our children because we believe that was the right thing to do. It was a good thing to do. How are you going to make a living? Well, I, I, I mean, this is a. I don't know how people are going to survive after this. I know because New Jersey has about one of the worst managed budgets in the nation. Who wanted that corrupt dictator who runs the uh, state? Phil the guy look. The guy looks like a demon to me. I look at his face. What's his name? Murphy. He may. Yeah, Phil Murphy. He makes me sick. He's the one. Where did he come from? How does a guy like that become a governor of a state like New Jersey? He worked for Goldman Sachs. And he was a well, he should, well, if he worked for Goldman Sachs, at least he understands finance. How could he be like this? I don't know, but you know, he met with President Trump, I think, yesterday, and asking, he's, he's saying that we're going to need uh, a bailout. How could Trump bail out states? I want to know where the money's going to come from. Trump agreed or not, but that's what he said. Well, I I said that if Trump bails out the states, that's the end of his base. They're going to not vote for him. I heard you say that. I tell you, they're not going to vote for him. If he bails out states that were mismanaged by Democrats, they're not going to vote for him. Yeah. Okay? Thank you for... All right, look, I'm sorry to hear it. This is only one of them. Look, I said fellow citizens when I started this show. I opened the show today with, hello, Savage Nation. Hello, fellow citizens. I mean, we're all... You say, "We're we're all citizens. Are we all in this together? Not really. No, I don't like that phrase. That's nonsense. It's nonsensical. We're not really all in this together. There are people who have made fortunes on this tragedy, and they're going to make fortunes, by the way. Fortunes in graft and greed and contracts and, and stealing money that was meant for small businesses, and they're never going to be caught for it. Never. Never. So what am I supposed to do about it? I'm trying to tell you about it. All I can do, look, what is my job? I'm not a politician. I'm a commentator. I'm an analyst and a commentator. That is what a talk show host is. You throw in a little humor if you have it, a little history. That's all part of the commentary. That's part of the analysis. But a talk show host needs to be, you, you can't be a Howard Stern and just make dirty jokes about underwear and lesbians. If you want to be a schmuck like that, you know, and you think that that's good. You know what? You got to take that to your grave, Howard, and with your wig. By the way, when Howard Stern dies, and I hope it's a long time for now, does the wig get buried with him? What Jewish man in his late 60s wears a wig like that and thinks people aren't laughing at him behind his back? That's what I want to know. Tell me, how long can a guy get away with an act like that? He's the Kardashian of the airwaves. <laughs> I saw her underwear. Look at that, the Brazil, like she's a lesbian. And yet he earns a lot of money has a lot of followers who like the dirty, wise tracks, cracks. But, you know, I'm going to make a prediction right now. All that's going to end because people are going to get so grim and so serious. There's going to be no room for the balloon men like Howard Stern in the near future. Have you noticed the newspapers are no longer filled with the sluts showing you their braziers falling off on Sunset Boulevard? 
The only slut that's still there is Kardashian. Somehow her PR agent could still get her placed in the newspaper. During the entire epidemic, I thought we wouldn't have to put up with these ugly, disgusting wastes of human DNA. And mo- by and large, they stopped showing, oh my, here I am bending over a sink. Oh my, here I-, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. And by and large, they stopped showing these low-life degenerates, except a few of them popped through. And you get to a guy like Larry David, I'm sorry, I have to do it. I was thinking about it in bed, should I do this or not? I almost was going to do it then, I wasn't going to do it. Let me tell you something, Larry David is a stereotype of the worst of Jewish people. And the reason he is so popular and made so much money is because he makes a mockery of the Jewish man. A weakling, a chiseler, a schlemiel, a schlemazel, a loser, a bum, a liar, a mook, an impotent, So he plays the loser, and then the average American thinks all Jews are like that. When have you last seen a heroic Jew portrayed by Hollywood? Answer, never. 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 Hollywood only produces images of the Jewish male that look like a loser, schlemiel, schlemazel. And the American people want to believe that that's who the Jewish male is. Now, what's the precedence for this? There is a precedence for it. In the 1940s, there was a, uh, an African-American who did an act called uh, Steppen Fetchit. That's the name he made up, a, st- a stage name. Now, I, as a kid, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know it means step and fetch it, meaning step and fetch it, like a little, you know, basically a, 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 a sub, a sub. I thought the guy's name was Step and Fetch It, but he played the servile black, and he was very popular and got made a lot of money like Larry David. He sold out his people like Larry David did, and he made a fortune laughing all the way to the bank, making a mockery of black men. So you never saw a heroic-looking black man, a muscular, even if you get muscular, a tough guy would stand up for himself. Never. The black man was shown as a criminal, a bum, or a step-and-fetch it. That, that's all the media would do. It's the same thing now with the Jew. The Jew is portrayed by who? Larry David. Larry David is the step-and-fetch it of Jews. So the stereotypes is what I'm saying. So why was step-and-fetch it popular? Because the American white wanted to believe that that stereotype of blacks was who the black man was. Eyes coming, boys! You know what I'm saying? I'm, you look, this is what I'm saying. This is what it is. I study these things. I said my job is to be an analyst for you, a social commentator. Well, I'm being a social commentator. Eyes coming, boys! It's like Amos and Andy, the friendly, servile black male, non-threatening. Same as Larry David, the schmuck, the schlemiel, the schlemazel. Now, there's another one, Seinfeld, the Porsche man. Seinfeld also made a fortune showing the Jew in a younger form as, again, a loser, a kind of a weak, kind of schmendrick loser. And again, America ate it up. People who didn't even know what a Jew was thought that that's what all Jewish men were like, a schlemiel, a schlemazel, a weakling, you know, that kind of guy. So it was Seinfeld. And by the way, Seinfeld's writer was Larry David. See, so he made then he became the character and he laughed all the way to the bank with the other disgusting, revolting characters around him. The characters around Larry David uh, are so disgusting, like the woman of the fat agent who curses and screams and is the most disgusting of human beings you could imagine. Again, why do people like the character? Because she represents the worst of Jewish women. So when have you last seen Hollywood produce an image of a noble or heroic or even a decent Jewish man? Answer, never. Have you ever seen one picture of it? Well, maybe back in the 50s when you had uh, images, let's say, of the uh, original Israelis, like played by Paul Newman, you know, Exodus or something like that. The noble Israeli, you know, fighting the the Arabs. The Arabs, how were the Arabs, Arabs portrayed? The same way, losers, vicious, murderers, uh, no good, child killers, untrustworthy, again, stereotypes. So Hollywood deals in stereotypes from top to bottom. Now let's jump from that to the politicians of today. You thought that when um, fascism arrived in America, it would come in the form of some guy from the Midwest who was white with a swastika saluting Adolf Hitler. But it didn't. It arrived with a smiley face. It arrived with a nice guy on the West Coast, a nice young man. 
And on the East Coast, it arrived with a guy of Italian heritage who pretends he's one of the people. You make the meatball, you put in the sausage. On a Sunday, we used to have a dinner. My grandmother came. I was a kid. I didn't understand it. Now I'm looking for a date. I'm just like you. I'm just a regular guy. I'm Governor Cuomo. I want to be president. I'm a nice guy. I'm just like you. I'm just a schmendrick. Here is a guy who never held a job in his life. Worked for his father, the governor, as a campaign manager. Then went into government. Never produced a service or a product that anyone wanted. Never. And yet he closed down every business in New York State. And instead of reopening up in New York State, he locked them down as though they were a homeless encampment in Brooklyn. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. See, here's the problem with California. When I came here in 74, it was the greatest state on earth. It was the freest state on earth. It was the most open state on earth. It was the most tolerant state on earth. And as a result of that tolerance, bad people took over the government. Some of the worst people wore their hair long, smoked dope, went into government, made believe that they were the same as the free spirits that inhabited the state in the 1970s. And so the state produced great musicians like Jim Morrison and so many others who I can't recall. Great music. L.A. was a hub of creativity. And look what it's become now. Look at what San Francisco became under these fake hippies who took over the state government. The people who have pretended to be liberals but are really something other than liberals. They are the ones who are imposing a Chinese communist-style government on us in this state, in New York State, in other states. There's a novel years ago written by Philip Roth, which is an HBO series called The Plot Against America. And it was about Charles Lindbergh, a great American hero who runs for the presidency and wins and brings in fascism. But you see, Philip Roth had it all backwards. When fascism came to America, which it has come to America through the, some of these liberal states, and it is fascism. You see, fascism, people don't know what the word means. Oh, he's not a fascist. He's the, see, if you look at the root word of fascism, fascia means stick in the Latin. And fascism, the root of it, is the Roman stick, like a billy club, that the Roman uh, police used to control the population. That's fascism. You understand fascia, stick. That's all it means. It means using force to control a population. Now tell me how that doesn't apply to California today. Tell me how it does not apply to New York State today and all the other states that are used state power to enforce these stupid, absurd, ridiculous, undemocratic rules and have destroyed economies uh, as well. If you've missed any part of the show today, including my list of selenium-rich foods and what selenium has to do with uh, your survival from COVID, it can all be found on the podcast, which you can download over the weekend. And I, by the way, I want to remind you, this podcast, the Savage, Michael Savage podcast, is still one of the biggest podcasts in the United States of America. Of the hundreds of thousands, of tens of thousands of podcasts, very few break through. When mine came out in January of 2019, it was the number one new podcast for Westwood One. It's still doing great, thanks to you, the Savage Nation. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs> 